Warning. The following content may be disturbing to some individuals. Consumer discretion is advised. Sirens of the Supernatural. there listeners hey Lindsay welcome everybody to season two episode two of sirens of the supernatural we're glad you joined us we've got a special treat for you tonight and I'm so excited about what we're gonna share it's some really creepy stories in store for you and um Lindsay how are you doing tonight I'm good doing good good yeah, Monday. But Monday, yeah, Monday, Monday. This is yeah. the highlight of my Monday. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> it's it's been rainy and dreary here all day and yeah, stuck at work all day. Here. Yeah, I I have been looking forward to this since we first started the podcast. This is one of the things that absolutely scares me to my core. I know you're so excited about this. <laughs> <laughs> and we're gonna we're gonna bring Ryan in and in a second. And uh, here he is. Hey, Ryan, how you doing? <laughs> uh, I'm doing good. I'm excited about the podcast. Uh, sorry, I wasn't able to be on uh, last week's, but we're back fully ready to rock this season. I'm excited. This is going to be a really good episode. Uh, you guys are putting in a lot of work for this. I'm excited to be part of it. Yes, we're going to scare you. <laughs> you don't know what you're in for. So let me ask you, how much do you actually know about doppelgangers? Personally, I just, from what I've heard, it's just somebody that looks similar to you. Uh, okay. you know, it's basically really all I know about it. That there's people out there just like, Hey, I saw you at Walmart last week, and you're like, No, <laughs> yeah. I wasn't. You're like, No, you didn't. <laughs> so, uh, you know, you hear a lot of that, but you know, that's really all I know about it. Okay, okay. Well, that's probably what most of our listeners know or think about when they hear the word doppelganger. That's what I used to think <laughs> about. I didn't know, you know, that there's a whole other realm to this. Um, I watched the movie. Have, have y'all seen the movie? Uh, Us from 2019. Yeah. The horror movie. I don't um, think so. It, it kind of, it's, it's a good one, isn't it, Lindsay? It's good, but it's, it's different. Yeah, it's different. It's weird, but it involves doppelgangers. Mm -hmm. um, and the kind of doppelgangers that we're going to be talking about tonight, um, where most of us think of, a doppelganger as a body double or someone who's not related to us, but really looks like us. And that's not too far-fetched because, hang on, my, my phone was ringing, sorry. That's not too far-fetched because think of how many billions of people are on earth. Surely somewhere there's someone that looks, you know, almost like your twin, right? Um, but today we're talking about the phenomenon of a phantom self. Okay. So, According to the website liveabout.com, a doppelganger is a shadow self that is thought to accompany every person. Um, it's said that only the owner of the doppelganger can see this phantom self, that it can be, and when, if they do, it can be a harbinger of death. Um, it says a person's friends or family can sometimes see a doppelganger as well. 
And the word itself is derived from the German phrase for double walker or double goer is a more um, correct translated um, phrase. So on this side, you have, you know, somebody that might look like you lives at the same time as you do. People see them. They see you. They're like, hey, you know, like Ryan said, I just saw you at Walmart or whatever. And then you have this concept of a ghostly entity of yourself that if you see it, you'll be like, oh, that means I'm going to die. Oh, no. You know, and this says that sometimes other people can see it and uh, and sometimes only the person that is the doppelganger's likeness can see. Um, but then there's another thing called bilocation. And the definition of that is the, the psychic ability to project an image of yourself in a second location. Now, this is really far out. That's cool. This body double is sometimes called a wraith, like, you know, and it's dis indistinguishable from the real person, but it can interact with others just like the, your, the real person would. So if there's a, if, if you projected an image of yourself and it was somewhere else in the house or in the community, uh, people could interact with it and it could interact with you. I um, want one. That's so cool. <laughs> well, I'm going to preface this episode by saying that these stories that we're going to be sharing have truly creeped me out ever since I heard them. And I only heard about this phenomena a few years ago on another podcast. They were talking about uh, doppelgangers and it kind of sucked me in. All right. But stories about this type of entity have been around since ancient Egyptian time. And there, there are even stories from Norse mythology. Um, so here we go. I'm, I'm going to dive into this first story. This is really going to blow your mind. So get ready. All right. Now, this is a, a story about a French woman, and her name was Emily Seguet, I think is how you say it. Um, and this account was written down by an author named Robert Dale Owen. And he heard the story from the daughter of a friend of his who was a baron. And Julie, the daughter, attended an elite boarding school for girls uh, near a place called Walmart in what is now Latvia. Okay. So Emily was a teacher at that school that this, this daughter went to. And it was, I can't pronounce it. I think it's pronounced Pensionat von Neuwickel or something like that. But we'll just say the school for sake of <laughs> not ruining the French. Um, when she came to the school, Emily was 32 years old. She was attractive, smart, and well-liked by all the students and the staff there. All the girls just loved her. However, she had already been employed in 18 different schools in the past 16 years. And soon... It became very apparent why. She had a doppelganger, a ghostly twin, and it would make itself visible to others at just random moments. One day in 1845, I forgot to tell y'all this was in the 1800s, Emily was teaching a class like she normally did. She was writing on the board with her back face, uh, back 
facing the board and, and uh, away from the class. And out of nowhere, the student said a projection-like entity that looked just like Emily appeared right beside her and the doppelganger was imitating her movements, but it didn't have any chalk, right? But it was precisely copying every move as she wrote. While everyone else in the class, all the girls could see this doppelganger, Emily herself could not see it. In fact, she never came across her ghostly twin, which was just as well for her, because, you know, we talked about it's considered a bad omen to see your own doppelganger. Um, so during the next year, her, her doppelganger was seen several more times, according to various stories that were uh, told by the staff and the, the student body. Uh, her paranormal twin was spotted sitting beside the real Emily, eating silently, imitating Emily while she did her everyday work, and even sitting in class while Emily taught. One time, as Emily was helping one of her students dress up for an event, the doppelganger appeared. The student looked down to suddenly find two Emilys fixing her dress, and she fainted immediately. The girl did. Uh, but the most astonishing instance took place, and this was in full view of the entire student body of 42 students and the staff on a summer day in 1846. The students were sitting at long tables working, and they could see Emily in the school's garden. She was gathering flowers. Suddenly, Emily's doppelganger appeared in her chair while the real Emily could still be seen out the window in the garden. This gives me goosebumps. The girls, <laughs> now you just think how terrified you would be seeing this. Um, so, but some of them were brave enough to get up and approach the doppelganger to try to touch her. And what they found was their hands could go through her, but it felt like they said their hands were going through cobwebs, like a bulk of cobwebs. Oh, I don't they, like that. I know. They felt an odd resistance in the air, too, surrounding the doppelganger. And then the image just slowly vanished. Witnesses also said that whenever they saw Emily's doppelganger, the actual real Emily appeared uh, very worn out. She looked like she was tired and lethargic, yeah. as if the duplicate was part of her spirit that had broken free somehow. Because when it disappeared, the real Emily was back to normal, you know, her, <clears throat> her energetic, bubbly self. Well, when they asked Emily about this, she was at a loss. She had never seen her ghostly twin, and, and this was ruining her life, basically. She had no control over it at all. And because of the entity, she had been asked to leave all her previous jobs. And even now, this job was in jeopardy, too, because seeing two Emilys at once was freaking the students out. It was mm -hmm. freaking the parents out, and they were pulling the girls out of the school. So when parents started taking the girls out of school, the principal had to let her go, even though she was a very diligent, capable teacher. Um, after the incident at the garden, Emily said that she had had an urge while she was uh, picking the flowers. She had this urge to go inside the classroom to supervise the kids herself, but she hadn't actually done that. And some people think that this indicates the doppelganger maybe was a reflection 
of the kind of teacher Emily wanted to be doing multiple things at once. Like she had this in her mind. She wished she could be two plays at once. And some people have a theory that the doppelganger came out to do the tasks that Emily herself was doing in an alternate universe where she had made a different choice from that of the real world. <laughs> so, you know, that's kind of like what I was thinking. Like this seems this whole doppelganger where her other self was appearing randomly. It seems almost like alternate universe. Yeah, it like does. Whenever you, whenever you feel deja vu, I always kind of thought some people say it's, oh, it's because you've already done this before. But I always kind of thought, like, what if it was because your multiple selves in other universes have, like, matched up for a second? Oh. And I wonder, I wonder if, like, if that's a true thing and there are other alternate universes, I wonder if that's what it was. And if that's, like, an explanation for other ghost sightings is just crossing yeah, over from other universes that is that's very interesting theory i mean how else would you explain it maybe she just has like very strong residual energy that she's like casting to other places and that's why she's getting tired and she just doesn't even know she's doing it or right that it's happening at all that's so crazy it is like i would have loved to be in that classroom because i would have <laughs> gone up there and like yeah you would have yeah <laughs> And I agree with Lindsay. I mean, you know, alternate uh, universes, alternate realities, levels of energy. Uh, it sounds like astral projection because where yeah. she gets weak, whenever it appears. Mm -hmm. uh, it's very interesting. You don't really know what it would be. But like I said, sometimes your subconscious and your energy level and where your area of focus is, you know, she may have been astral projecting without realizing it. Or, yes. you know, I totally agree with Lindsay because whenever you were speaking, Rhonda, telling the story, that's kind of the first thing that popped through my mind. I mean, we're a similar thought process. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, we really wouldn't be on here together. So, yeah, I totally agree with you guys. And, you know, last week we talked with Julie Starr about auras around a person and how um, that's kind of our electromagnetic field. And, and I wondered when I was researching this, that came to mind, you know, what we were discussing last week. And I thought, wow, if some people's psychic ability, you know, could be strong enough to project, like, not just an aura, but their whole, like, essence the of themselves, self, yeah, yeah out, outwardly, and, and didn't even realize she was doing it. That's what, I, I feel sorry for Emily. <laughs> Ew, that sucks to get fired from yeah. all those jobs, even though you're great at what you do. It's just everybody mm -hmm. else is terrified. Yeah, and I wondered what happened to her, but I couldn't yeah. find any information about what might have happened to her later because here she was. She was a young woman. You know, she was 32, and 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 she just basically was having her life ruined by her ghostly twin. Um, so that story really, oh, oh it gives me I the heebie-jeebies. I do wonder. Like, I've, I've heard a parts of that story before mm -hmm. but it makes me want to do like deep dive research into her life and see like how what did that always happen to her even when she was a little kid did she oh, have really? anybody else in her family that it happened to and I do wonder like what happened to her after she they fired mm -hmm. her after she left the job 
Yeah, me too. I didn't think about previous though, prior to, to that, like what her life was like, or if she, can you imagine it with that happened when she was a kid, she wouldn't have any friends basically. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, or like me, like what if she was supposed to have been a twin or something mm -hmm. happened like in the womb where the other mm -hmm. twin dissolved or like whatever happens to it. And that was just a manifestation of another life that could have been associated with her that's another good theory that's an interesting i'm really curious theory. about this one but i feel like because it was so long ago and mm -hmm. it's not like she was anybody famous or right this probably all came out like you said somebody else wrote it down after all mm -hmm. this happened there just probably isn't a lot about her right and i think that <clears throat> Actually, the author didn't hear the story until years later after yeah. the, the, the Baron's daughter had, you know, grown up and basically had her own family and was telling him about it. Um, so we've, we've tossed around some theories and that time alternate universe <coughs> alternate dimension theory. There's another case out there um, that involves doppelgangers. And it and this might have had something to do with time or dimensional shifts. So there was an 18th century German poet named Johann Wolfgang von Goethe. And he wrote this story about confronting his own doppelganger in his autobiography um, in English translated poetry and truth was the name of his autobiography. And this is what he this is really a strange story, too. In his account, he described he was traveling to the city of Drusenheim, and he was going there to visit a young woman named Frederick, with whom he was having an affair, by the way. As he was walking along, he was lost in thought and very emotional, and he looked up to see a man dressed in a gray suit trimmed in gold who appeared just briefly in his line of vision and then vanished. Eight years later, Goethe was again traveling the same road to visit the same woman, and he realized he was wearing the very gray suit trimmed in gold that he had seen on the man eight years earlier. And that memory, he wrote, <clears throat> later comforted him after his young love uh, part he and his young love parted at the end of that visit but he believed that he eight years later or eight years before had seen himself walking on the same road but the himself from eight years in the future is that not weird that is so crazy and i feel like that reminds me so much of and i think it was on real life ghost stories podcast with emma that uh -huh. she had told a story one time. Somebody sent a story in and they were telling <clears throat> about when they were a kid, they had went into their kitchen and they saw this person standing there and then they vanished. And then later on in their life, when they were like a lot older, because this person was a lot older than them, they went into the kitchen and saw a child standing there and they were, they realized they were like, oh my God, like I was the ghost that I saw when I was a kid. Isn't that crazy? And that reminds yeah. me so much of that story. I always thought that was the wildest thing. Yeah, that is very freaky. That reminds me sense. of that first season of uh, The Haunting of Hill House when mm -hmm. the little girl, she kept seeing the crooked necked woman. Bent neck, bent neck lady. Uh, yeah, bent neck lady. And it ended up, well, 
we won't give it away but <laughs> anyway you know that show's like years old but yes yeah, that's, that's so crazy like time slips uh-huh time slip yeah and i guess you know he he told that for the truth and and really truly believed it well, a few centuries before Emily had her experiences and nearly a century before uh, Goethe had his experience, there was an English poet named John Donne. And he, he claimed to have been visited by his wife's doppelganger while he was in Paris. <clears throat> now, he was away on business in Paris and she was back home. He said her doppelganger appeared to him holding a newborn baby. Now, his wife was pregnant at the time, okay, but he said the doppelganger was very sad. It had a very sad countenance and sad, like just emotional, heavy energy in the air that he felt when he saw that. Then later he found out that the, the, the time that he had seen this apparition, his wife had given birth to their stillborn child. So that is a sad one, a very sad yeah, one. Like that. That's really creepy. And you remember we talked about by location too. Yeah. Like now that's not seeing yourself in the future or a time slip thing. That's like I'm here, but at the same time, I'm down at the grocery store. Else, you know? yeah. Okay, so there's a very unusual story that seems to verify the phenomenon of by location. And it, it takes place in, in six in the sixteen hundreds, okay? So there was a mission in what is now New Mexico. Um, and it was a, a like a Catholic mission there. And Father Alonzo de Benavides encountered um, Hamano natives that lived in that area. And even though they had never, ever met Spaniards, now the, the Spanish were the ones who went in and established these missions in the New Mexico area. These natives carried crosses they observed Roman Catholic rituals. They knew Catholic liturgy in their native tongue. The natives, when he asked, how, how do you all know this? They told him they had been instructed in Christianity by a lady dressed in blue who came among them for many years and taught them this whole new religion in their own language. So when he got back to Spain, this priest, uh, his investigation led him to Agrida, Spain, to Sister Mary of Jesus. And this is the story that she told him. She said she converted the North American natives, not in body, but in spirit. She said that at a certain point, she started falling into these trances and what we call them are cataleptic trances. And after she would go into these trances, she would dream dreams where she was carried to a strange wild land she'd never seen. But while she was there, she taught the gospel to the people. And as proof of her claim, she was able to tell the priest uh, very descriptive, um, detailed what they wore, what the, the natives wore, including what they looked like, their appearance, their clothing, their customs. She couldn't have learned any of that through research because these Native Americans had just been discovered. Yeah, really. one, yeah. So how did she learn their language? He wanted to know, how did you learn their language? 
she said, I didn't learn their language. I simply spoke to them and God let us understand each other. And I thought that is the strangest story of bilocation I've ever heard. Uh, they described her to a T. She described them to a T. They knew all this, all the, the here's a priest. He's set up this mission. He's going to teach them, you know, <laughs> about Christianity. They already knew all about it. And uh, they had made crosses. She had taught them like, you know, how to make crosses and they made those and they were wearing them when he first came across them. So I don't know how you explain something like that. I really don't. I mean, it, that had to be a God thing. This is why I like this podcast, because make it make sense. Like, mm -hmm. somebody please write in and give me a scientific explanation. Like, how did this happen? Because there's no way that she, <clears throat> as a nun, in what year was it? 1622. There's no way that she, as a female, much less a nun, could travel all the way right. over there without ship full of other people uh -huh. without all these other people knowing that this happened and spreading this word like oh we found these native americans and sister mary like taught them all this stuff that people would have known about this but anyone yeah, like we had like no i just i went over there in spirit and taught them all this <laughs> what how? how i know like today, you know, we have all, I mean, we can connect with someone around the world, yeah. you know, and learn about all this stuff. You just have to Google it. But she didn't have any of that. But literally how? Like, it, somebody please write in and tell us, <laughs> make it make sense, because that is something you just can't explain. We do research, but sometimes we end up with more questions than answers. Yeah. Yeah, because it, you go down this rabbit trail and you're like, I, I never even... It just blowing my mind. And I've got one more story to share. Um, and this happened in like the 1880s. And this uh, was a, a story of French novelist. And I hope I say his name right. Guy de Maupassant. He wrote a short story about his doppelganger after he had a disturbing experience in 1889. While he was writing... He claimed that his body double entered the study, sat down beside him, and began dictating the story he was in the process of writing. So in the story he wrote, the narrative is told by a young man who's convinced he's going crazy after having glimpsed what appeared to be his body double. De Maupassant claimed to have had numerous encounters with his doppelganger. And get this, at the end of his life, he was committed to a mental institution following a suicide attempt in 1892. So 1889 to 1892. And then in 1893, he died. Now, some physicians have suggested that his visions of a body double may have been linked to a mental illness that was caused by syphilis, which he contracted as a young man. So we don't know you know, what, uh, we don't know what all that was about, but, uh, evidently I guess syphilis can, can cause, um, cause some pretty bad mental problems. I, I yeah. didn't know that. Yeah. Um, so those were some of the stories that I found. And before we move on to some modern day ones, I want to get more of Ryan's uh, perspective. Um, and then Lindsay's going to share a few more historical ones. But we do have some modern day ones for you that you are going to want to hear. 
<laughs> so Ryan, what do you think about this so far? Is this like mind blowing stuff? It is, uh, you know, it makes you wonder, you know, just how much stuff is going on out there. You know, you can be, you know, you always hear, well, you know, you can't be two places at once where you go, <laughs> why not? You know, you guys, <laughs> I mean, you know, there may be people accused of things that, you know, might not have been them, could have been somebody that looked like them or, yeah. uh, you know, just, it's interesting, you know, I mean, there's so much stuff out there. And like you said, it just, once you start going down the rabbit hole, uh-huh. you know, uh-huh. you don't know what it is. You don't know if it's uh, astral projecting. You don't know if it's alternative universes. You don't know if it's a certain use of energy or auras, mm-hmm. things like that, you know? So uh, again, you know, like Lindsay and you, you have said, if any of our re- uh, listeners are out there and they have any experience with this or if they have any knowledge mm-hmm. or, anything like that, you know, write in, let us know. You know, we enjoy taking reader stories. You want to hear real facts, mm-hmm. real things. That's why we do this. Yeah, it's right. to, to spread knowledge and to spread uh, interest on things out there that are not common, that you don't think about, but are real. That's uh, can you, can you imagine? Also, uh, fun fact, you know, there's the Internet's out there, you know, and yeah. once you upload something, it's there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I've heard of uh, websites, you know, uh, out there, and I don't really know the exact name or URLs or anything like that. But I heard there's websites out there that you can upload a selfie uh-huh. and you can upload it onto that site and it will generate and search for anything that looks similar so you can find your own doppelganger. Oh, wow. From anybody that has actually uploaded a selfie online. Yeah. And there's millions of people that do that every time. You can't go anywhere without somebody uploading a selfie. You know, right. uh, so if anybody has experience with that or, or have done anything like that, we would love to hear that too. You know? Yeah, definitely. That's wild. Yeah, I was going to say, like, can you imagine if something like with Emily were to happen today? And like a teacher had a doppelganger that just appeared in the classroom, how many times this video would be uploaded to TikTok? Like it would go viral. Yes, it would. If it something would. like that actually happened today. Like those yeah. kids would have their phone. And like within all. a matter of minutes, yeah. like somebody across the world has oh, seen yeah. You know, everybody's like, talking. seen this? My teacher has a doppelganger. <laughs> you double the pay. I was there doing twice the work. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes yeah, I wish I had... I, well, I used to wish I had a dog. You know, you would you have so much work. Sometimes you wish there were two of you to do the work. And now I'm like, no. <laughs> that, that last one that you said about him, like trying to write the story, and here comes his doppelganger in there. That gave me chills. I did <laughs> not like that at all. Ugh, I, I did like not like that one. That freaked Ooh. me out. Me too. <sighs> okay, <clears throat> so now I think we're gonna go into more like historical famous historical experiences and um there are a lot of like royal um like royalty experiences i guess because they were so influential and they would be more well known but it almost makes you wonder how many of these experiences have been happening just by completely normal people that never really got to spread their stories. Like Mm -hmm. this could be a lot more common than we really think because we just haven't heard of all the other stories. Yeah, that's true. Anyways, let's move on. So we have a few um, experiences from royalty like Elizabeth the first. 
and she was the daughter of Henry VIII and the beheaded Anne Boleyn, who, who ruled England from late 1558 to early 1603. So she was referred to as the Virgin Queen <clears throat> because she defied convention by refusing to marry or bear an heir. And I always heard it's because she said she would always tell people that she was married to England. So she didn't want to have any other relationships because she was so dedicated. She was married to her country. So when death sought Elizabeth out, it allegedly gave her a preview of its coming by way of a dead doppelganger. According to history, Elizabeth encountered her own person lying in state like a corpse in her chambers. The doppelganger was described as pallid, shivered, and wan, and though Elizabeth was level-headed and not prone to fantasies, she seemed to know this strange sight meant something ill-fated was in store. Only a few days later, Queen Elizabeth I, aged 69 and monarch of 44 years, was dead in actuality. Ooh. <laughs> you know, I, you hear a lot about Queen Elizabeth, but that mm. story doesn't come up as much. Um, no, I, yeah. Other than today, that's probably the first story that I've heard about her that I've never heard before. Because she's a pretty popular historical mm -hmm. figure. And so there's a lot of stories out there about her, but I'd never heard of that one before, ever. That's spooky. Very spooky. Okay. So next we have Catherine the Great, who ruled Russia from 1762 to 1796. And she had a strange encounter with her creepy double as well. According to the account, as shared by the Confessionals podcast blog and many other sources, the story goes that Catherine was in her bedroom when some troubled servants came to tell her they had just seen the Empress entering the throne room even though she'd been lying in her bed at the exact same moment. The Empress went directly to the room to investigate the servant's claims, and once there, Catherine encountered a second version of herself seated calmly on the throne. Ever formidable, the real Catherine ordered her guards to fire on the spectral queen. What? <laughs> Presumably, the bullets had no effect and her doppelganger disappeared with no further recurrences. But not long after this event, Catherine the Great collapsed and suffered a stroke. Within hours, she became comatose, and by the evening following the stroke, her reign permanently ended. Which just goes along with the whole, if you see your doppelganger in real life, yeah. you're going to die. Well, also, uh, <laughs> you know, if I seen that version of myself, you know, me being mean the way I think, I'm like, okay, I'm not going to kill myself because if I die that way, <laughs> I'm going to die now. Yeah. You know, and I know I think yeah. weird, but I'm just like, no, you know, it's freaky, but don't hurt it. You know, just yeah. follow it. You know, see what it's doing. <laughs> you yeah, know, because like, what if there is some kind of invisible string connection between the two of yes. you? Yes. It's terrifying and like, don't come near me. I don't want to see you. But I'm also going to mind my own business and just not mess with you. But no, she didn't even have a second thought. She's like, like, servants, come shoot it. <laughs> get her. She's like, mm, go get her. She's in my seat. If I ever came across my own doppelganger, I think I would die because it would scare me to death. Yeah, I would, ha I would have a heart attack right there. Oh, I would yeah. simply pass away. Oh. I would have a lot of questions. <laughs> but you know, I've never... Yeah. 
now we haven't come across well yeah i guess we have come across some that could talk because the author has dictated the story to him yeah weird which makes you wonder if he's coming in there and he's like okay write this down if it was me i'd be like okay but before i write this down can we just have a quick discussion about what the hell is happening (laughs) between us but like we gotta talk yeah off the record yeah off the record (laughs) what the hell's going on where are you from you from the future you know is there something you want to tell me should i not cross the street tomorrow you got the lottery numbers you know Oh, he said future. (laughs) That reminded me of those Back to the Future movies, you know, where he goes back and forth in time and runs into (laughs) various versions of himself. Oh, yeah. Okay. So up next, we have somebody that we've probably all heard about. President Abraham Lincoln. Ah. Our 16th president and his wife, Mary Todd Lincoln, shared a keen interest in spiritualism and the supernatural. So after losing two of their young children, Mary frequently invited mediums to the White House to hold seances, some of which were attended by Lincoln himself. And Lincoln believed in the power of dreams to predict the future. So once he dreamed that he walked through several rooms of the White House to the sound of crying before discovering a dead, shrouded body lying in state. Now Dream Lincoln asked a nearby soldier to whom the body belonged and the soldier replied, it was the president murdered by an assassin. Mm-hmm. Lincoln also encountered what he believed to be another ill omen regarding his fate when he glimpsed his deathly pale doppelganger looking at him from a mirror. One of Lincoln's associates recounted the story the president allegedly told him on November 9th, 1864. So here's what Lincoln said. It was just after my election in 1860 when the news had been coming in thick and fast all day and there had been a great hurrah boys so that I was well tired out and went home to rest, throwing myself down on a lounge in my chamber. Opposite where I lay was a bureau with a swinging glass upon it and looking in the glass, I saw myself reflected nearly at full length, but my face I noticed had two separate and distinct images. The tip of the nose of one being about three inches from the tip of the other. I was a little bothered, perhaps startled, and got up and looked in the glass, but the illusion vanished. On lying down again, I saw it a second time, plainer if possible than before. And then I noticed that one of the faces was a little paler, say five shades, than the other. I got up and the thing melted away, and I went off and in the excitement of the hour forgot all about it. Nearly, but not quite, for the thing would once in a while come up and give me a little pang as if something uncomfortable had happened. When I went home again that night, I told my wife about it, and a few days afterward, I made the experiment again, when, with a laugh, sure enough, the thing came back again. But I never succeeded in bringing the ghost back after that, though I once tried very industriously to show it to my wife, who was somewhat worried about it. She thought it was a sign that I was to be elected to a second term of office and that the paleness of one of the faces was an omen that I should not see life through the last term. Oh. I don't like it. I, wow. I don't like it. It's kind of hard. Like, I know the story that he allegedly said was very descriptive, but it's also kind of hard for me to see it in my 
head like in my head all i see is just him looking at a reflection of himself in the mirror but that's apparently not what it really was right right that's just i mean just think if you were getting ready for work or what have you just looking in your mirror and another face appear i'm not even lying to you so how i have my setup is like I just have my iPad sitting on my vanity and I've got a huge mirror like all above me. If I looked up and saw uh, somebody else or like another me standing behind me in the mirror, I would pass away. Like I would pass away live on the podcast and there would be no more me in the podcast because I'd be gone. That's one of the creepiest things that I could imagine. Mm -hmm. Which reminds me, you remember that movie Mirrors? And mm-hmm. it had uh, Kiefer Sutherland was mm-hmm. in that, and that creepy little boy. And he would see his reflect, like he'd be sitting in front of the mirror and he'd go, go somewhere else and his reflection is still sitting there. Mm-hmm. The one thing that I remember most from that movie was the girl when she was sitting in the bathtub and mm-hmm. she had like, she was in front of the mirror and she went to go get in the bathtub, but her doppelganger stayed in the mirror and like ripped oh. her jaw off. Remember she oh, was like, her bathtub and her oh. face started. And she just ripped her entire jaw off. Ryan, you need to watch this movie. <laughs> it's called Mirrors. It's really scary. It I don't think it gets enough hype. It's scary. It is a scary yeah. movie. Like I said, the mirrors are, you know, uh, I know off topic, but you always heard like mirrors are something like portals or ways for alternate universes and things like that. So, I mean, if there are doppelgangers out there, which of course, you know, there's evidence of something, and there's alternate universes, then that would be a perfect way for them to meet. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And you remember when we were talking back in season one, we did that death rituals episode and we were talking about how some cultures, when someone dies, they cover all the mirrors or all the reflective surfaces in the house because they believe if the spirit, you know, the spirit will hang around and that might be a way that they can come back they think they can come back get caught in the mirror yes just be trapped there forever yeah which reminds me of the um you know that haunted mirror in zach bagan's museum bella lugosi his he was convinced his mirror was haunted and um i was watching when he had his show about his museum and Mm -hmm. he would like there's cameras in every room and he was showing this one segment where this group had gone in and the mirror set up and there's like other stuff in the room too but this one person went up and like looked in the mirror and they give you a warning that like if you look in the mirror it's cursed or haunted or whatever and the person was looking in the mirror and then just passed out and just fell back and hit their head on the floor and i mean it's zach bagan so that that could have been like an <laughs> actor that's like oh i saw a ghost in there but it was so creepy it was very well what creepy. did the person say they saw I don't remember if they said they saw anything or they remembered what happened because they were kind of out of it when they came back too. But they, I think, had to end up calling like an ambulance or something to come get this person, which apparently is not an odd or rare occurrence at this museum. Ryan, have you been there too? No, I've uh, I've wanted to go to Zach Baggins uh, Museum. I also want to go to the uh, Warren Museum in Connecticut. They've mm-hmm. got a lot of artifacts and haunted uh, items like that. Yes. And, you know, Lindsay, since you know about the one about Zach Baggins, actually, if you've got a vacation coming up, why don't you go no. check it out and come back and let us know? If there I you had go. the money, I would be there right now. Like, <laughs> I would be at the museum. I think Courtney, um, 
my sister, I think when they went to Vegas, they went to the Oh, concert. did they? I'm pretty sure she said they did because I was so jealous. I was like, oh, oh, we'll have to ask her. Yeah. yeah. That is cool. Well, okay. uh, that's, on the, that's on my bucket list. Uh, yeah. you know, I would love to go there uh, to one of Connecticut. So maybe that's something we can do on a future episode. You know, we can go contact a few people, uh, yeah. you know, and maybe see if we can make that happen. And you yeah, know, Salem is on the way, right? <laughs> Now, I've been to Salem. <laughs> Salem is awesome, and they've got a lot of really so historical bad. things there. Yeah, oh, yeah, so I want to go. Bucket list. Yep. Mm-hmm. But like, if if we go, I would want to stay in one of the more haunted like hotels mm-hmm. there. So we would have to book like years in advance because they're booked really? out like so long. Yeah, because wow. it's so popular to go stay there, especially mm-hmm. around Halloween. That it's like booked up for years in advance. Oh wow. So, yeah, maybe we could just pick an off, really weird off time or something. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So moving on now, instead of going the historical route, we're going to jump ahead to some modern day stories that we've pulled from Reddit. And, and before you, before you share, I just have to say this, you get on Reddit and you will find hundreds and hundreds of stories about doppelgangers. Um, I couldn't believe it. And I wanted to share more, but you know, we, we picked out some of the best ones to share with you uh, the ones that freaked us out, but there were so many people. Once one person shared, it was like a floodgates open. Yeah, okay? so there good. has to be something to this has to in be. my opinion. Okay. Go okay. ahead. So, and this is just coming straight from Reddit. This person says, I had a friend years ago who worked in a funeral home. One day after work, her mom and grandmother watched my friend walk in through the front door of their house and angrily march upstairs without saying a word, slamming her bedroom door. Concerned, they followed her upstairs to the second floor to see what was wrong. They knocked, but no reply. They opened the door, the room was empty, nowhere to hide, and no way she could have left through the window. They went back downstairs, baffled and shaken. 20 minutes later, my friend came home for real and was asked by them if she had come home and left again. She said no, she had just left work and came straight home. Ooh. What do you think, my location? (laughs) What did you say? It freaks me out so (laughs) bad because like in this instance, this is somebody that they've known their entire life and they know mm-hmm. her like emotions and okay, she's absolutely not having a good day. Let's go check on her. And they watch her stomp upstairs and it's somebody you've known your whole life and you go up there and they're not there. And then they get home and they're like, no, I just got home right now. What do you do? <laughs> I don't know. I'd be so scared the rest of forever. <laughs> As the family or as the person with the doppelganger? Both. Both. <laughs> if it was, if it, like, if I was the, what, mom or grandma, whoever it was, every single other time that I saw this person, I would be triple checking. I'd be like, okay, so you're, you're here. We're on the same page. Um, we're both here right now. And then uh-huh. like 10 minutes later, I'd be like, okay, so we're, we're still, <laughs> you're still the real one, right? Mm-hmm. Like I would never trust ever again that it wasn't the creepy one. You'd right. be pinching them. Yeah. Real one, right? I'd be like they, poking them to make yes. sure they were real. My hand wasn't going through cobwebs trying to get in there. 
Now, and and this is one instance that the doppelganger actually physically made noise, slammed a mm -hmm. door, stomped up the stairs. Stomped up the stairs. Like, that's a yes. lot of energy. That's physically, I mean, yeah. I don't see unless, uh, yeah. Like, that's a, that takes a lot of energy just for, like, a normal, regular person to get mad enough that they're, like, driving home, like, they they take the whole trip and they're still so mad when they get home, they're going to stomp up the stairs and slam the door. Just for a regular person, that yeah. takes energy to do, much less a doppelganger or a ghost. Like, that has yeah, to be a just... pretty, that's a ghost? Like, that's a powerful ghost. Yeah, that's a exactly. lot of energy. <clears throat> okay, I think I have one more. Yeah, I think I've got one more. This person says, around 15 years ago, when both of my kids were toddlers, I was putting them to bed one night, and my son was adamant that he wear his favorite red race car pajamas. I happily obliged, helped him change into them, and tucked him into bed. Then I sat down at my kitchen table with a friend who had come over to chat and catch up. The way that my apartment was set up, you could see my kid's bedroom doorway from the kitchen table. My friend and I were talking for a while before we were suddenly interrupted by the sound of my son screaming. We both turned and looked at the bedroom doorway and saw my son standing there, loudly crying, shrieking, and wearing his green pajamas with airplanes on them. Everything inside of me was screaming that this was wrong. The hair on the back of my neck stood on end and a cold shiver shot down my spine. My friend and I wordlessly stared at each other for a second. We both knew that my son couldn't change his pajamas by himself yet. We looked back at the doorway and my son was gone. We ran to the bedroom and found him tucked in bed, still sleeping peacefully in his red race car pajamas. My friend asked me if I saw him standing there in his green airplane pajamas and I confirmed that I had. My friend freaked out and left. I slept on my kid's bedroom floor that night to make sure nothing happened to them. My friend and I still talk about it to this day. It's one of the craziest things that's ever happened to me. My son, of course, doesn't remember any of it, but he loves hearing the story of how his doppelganger scared the crap out of us. Oh, my gosh. And that just, like, to me, sounds like another instance of, like, alternate universe. Like, maybe that's what could have happened if she decided not to change him into his red pajamas and put him in his green airplane pajamas instead. <laughs> Like, maybe he would have woken up and gotten upset because he wasn't in his favorite pajamas and started crying and screaming. Like, he's a toddler. That's what they do. They can't really regulate their emotions. So, like, what if in an alternate universe, that's what would have happened? And yeah. she just kind of glimpsed that maybe the veil was thinner or something. I don't know. That's crazy. And it's and it's wild because here we have a, another, you know, in both those stories that you shared, it wasn't just one person, you know, who saw it. It was the people that were both there. Present. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's that's creepy. What do you think about that, Ryan? <laughs> yeah, creepy kids. Something else. Uh, yeah. I, yeah. 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 <laughs> All right. Well, I have one more creepy current day story. This one, every time I think about it or I read about it or talk about it, gives me the shivers. Okay. And it will make you not want to get up and go to the bathroom at night. Oh, great. Because I woke up literally like 2.40 this morning. Uh, I was like, oh, I got to pee. And I have to go all the way downstairs yeah. to get to the bathroom. But I'm not going to like 
worry about turning the lights on. I probably will now after I hear the story. <laughs> okay, all right. So get ready. Buckle your, your seatbelt. I almost right. don't want to now. <laughs> like, oh I saved the best. Well, one of the best for last. We've had some really good uh, yeah, stories. This has been creepy. Okay, now I found this on Ranker.com. I didn't find this on Reddit. Um, okay. I had heard this story or part of this story before. And so I went and I looked and looked and looked till I found it. Um, but um, this is a, a, a lady that's telling this story. She says, late at night, I usually go to the bathroom multiple times. But for the past four days, every time I go to leave the bathroom, I can see myself still standing in the mirror from the corner of my eye. It's like the other me is watching me leave the bathroom. It terrifies me to the point where I almost run out without looking directly at the mirror. Now, I never told my husband about it because I didn't want to acknowledge it out loud. Earlier today, I was taking a nap in our bed while he sat in the chair next to the bed watching TV. When I woke up, he told me he had seen me sit up and crawl backwards to the edge of the bed Hell and stand no. up in the front of our bedroom door no. from the core of his eye he saw this he thought it was weird because listen he thought it was weird because i'm in the last month of my pregnancy and can't really move well without it hurting so he tried talking to me when I didn't answer. He looked at the door to find me not standing there and still sleeping in bed. I got really creeped out and finally told him about what I have been seeing in the bathroom. He thought it was creepy as well, but he didn't want to talk about it anymore because he thinks it will give whatever this is power or energy. I have no idea what it wants or why we have both seen it. Now, oh, <laughs> oh, if I was him, okay, and I'm sitting in this chair and I'm watching TV, you know, I'm, I'm focused on the TV, but I see movement out of the corner of my eye and my pregnant, almost ready to give birth wife is crawling backwards to the uh, head of the bed. I would think, Wait, what's going on here? <laughs> I'm calling a preacher. That reminds me of the spider walk off the exorcist. That freaks me out. So yeah. that's a no-go. I'd be on the phone. I'd be like, look, you got to come get your daughter. Something's crazy going on with her. She's walking backwards on her hands. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, the first time I heard that, I was just like, mm, oh, I can't even. And I... and. And that explains why she was getting up to go to the bathroom multiple times at night, you know, because I remember when I was expecting I would get up. Uh, but the older you get, the more you get up to go to the bathroom at night. And I'm telling you what, I have to walk past a mirror <laughs> in and coming back out. And I, you know what? I don't look in the mirror. <laughs> we have a night light. Never and I, don't look I would never look at myself in the mirror ever again. <laughs> I'm putting on my makeup blind. I'm getting rid of all the mirrors in my house. <laughs> I, okay, if I was this man and Ooh. I'm sitting there watching TV and out of the corner of my eye, I see this happening. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I'm doing? My ass is getting up and I'm walking out of the I'm minding my business. <laughs> yeah. This is where my life motto comes in. Mind your business. business. I'm not messing with that. I'm not asking her about it. 
I'm not turning my head to look at it. I'm I'm just gonna I'm gonna go to the store or something. Yeah. I'm gonna go to the store and I'm gonna get some wine and then I'm gonna come home and I'll feel yeah. a lot better. And you know how sometimes it takes your brain a minute to process what's going on? Like when he realized after he spoke to it, okay. The fact and that he, he even spoke to it. And yeah. Heart attack right there. And he turned his head and saw her asleep, sound asleep, on the bed, that's when I would have gotten the real heebie-jeebies, you know, like, and then he told her about it. I don't know if I would have kind of, that would put me in labor, you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if, if I was expecting, but he did. He told her about it, and then, ooh. And then he didn't want to talk about it anymore after she told him what was oh, going yeah, on. I'll be like, like, okay, I'm, I'm done. And I might, <laughs> I might also begin a divorce because yeah. that's terrifying. Like, that's the scariest thing I've ever heard. Do you think it means that, like, maybe their baby's evil? Oh, I don't know. That's maybe. a movie script. <laughs> yeah, somebody needs to write this movie. Just, like, a whole screenplay based off of this one scene. Based off this. It would make millions of dollars because that it is would. the scariest thing I've ever heard. Ryan, you got to write that script. <laughs> and like the fact that she's going to like the bathroom at night and her reflection is staying in the mirror. Yeah. That is like one of my like low key biggest fears yeah. is that my reflection will be in the mirror and will just be there and not me. Yeah. Like it's still me, but it's not moving with me. I Exactly. I and don't like there's that. a movie, there's another movie. Okay, we've talked about the movie Mirrors. We've talked about the movie Us. Um, there is another movie about a teenager. Do you remember what that name of that movie is, Lindsay? It's a, she's a teenager and she's like really soft-spoken and shy and little Miss Perfect. And one night she's in her bathroom and she sees her doppelganger and it starts communicating with her and you can't tell if it's like is this like really supernatural are they are they wanting us to think it's supernatural or are they wanting us to think it's mental illness and you cannot tell but her doppelganger wants out of the mirror so that she no. can take her over and oh, so that's what happens and it mm -hmm. is freaky it's not a very new movie it's not, it's not really old either i'll i'll see if i can find the name of it familiar to me i don't think I've we need that. to post the names of these movies on on our socials so God. that people can watch them i'm gonna have nightmares tonight like i'm not <laughs> gonna be able to go to sleep because i'm gonna be laying in bed i'm gonna be like what if i have to get up to pee and then brian sees me like crawling backwards in the bed and I'm <laughs> there well, you got the I stairs behind you. That looks, you know, that's kind of creepy in itself. So, <laughs> yeah, it makes it makes Ryan think of the movie Halloween, you know, in the stairs. Yeah, the and that's, oh yeah, yeah. You know, that's just because you know you go spider walking down backwards down that, those flight of stairs. Oh yes, that's me. How that goes for you, Lindsay? About two thirty, three o'clock in the morning. <laughs> Because you're going to remember that at 3 o'clock in the morning, she's going to be, like, running down the stairs. I <laughs> oh, yeah. said there's going to be Jumping something cool down, down here. I'm going to be going as fast as I can. And now, like, in my brain, because I'm thinking about this morning when I got up to use the bathroom and I just didn't turn on any of the lights. Now, in my brain, I'm like, what if when I went to walk back out of the bathroom, my <laughs> reflection just stood there and was, like, watching me walk out? And I didn't even know it. Uh <laughs> 
Oh, I hate this episode. Like, it's so interesting, but I also. I know it makes you want, it does make you want to do a deep dive though. And, and I believe, I truly believe there are so many things out there that we do not have the understanding to comprehend yet. I mean, you know, back, 500 years ago, they didn't know about radio waves, but it's a real thing, right? Um, I'm not saying that, you know, other dimensions or, you know, time slips. I don't know. It could be a real thing. Nobody knows. And we just don't have the understanding yet. But, but that, oh, that story. It kind of makes you think too, because, and I don't know about you, mom, but like all week I have been practicing so hard to see auras. I have been <laughs> practicing on literally everything on champ, on trees outside. I have been trying so hard to see auras and I just, it has not happened to me. Like it hasn't happened for me. I'm like, okay, well maybe I'm just not concentrating hard enough. But when I let, like you kind of have to let your eyes relax and kind of uh-huh. get blurry a little bit. Yeah. I can only do that for so long before my eyes just start like hurting, like not hurting, but like, yeah. weird, and so then I have to fix it. But it makes you wonder if, and I, I heard this on one of my all time favorite movies, um, Crimson Peak, where one of the guys was like, they were talking about spirit photography and one of the characters in the movie was like, well, you know how some people are colorblind and can't see specific colors, but mm-hmm. other people can. It almost makes you wonder if some people have this other signal in their brain or something that turns on that allows them to see supernatural stuff. Exactly. Where the majority of people can't. Like maybe it's genetic and we just don't know who can see it and who can't. And, you know, they say we only use 10 percent, 10 percent of our brain. So what if somebody has that little extra that they're able to use? But I, after last week's episode, you're talking about auras. I found a, I think I found it on Pinterest and it was like how to read auras. So I was like, okay, I'm going to read this. And it said that one of the, the, what you should start with is like a light colored wall or background and hold your hand Hold your hand up to it and just kind of like gaze between your fingers Mm -hmm. until your eyes, they'll focus at first on a point that's past your fingers. And then eventually your eyes will relax and you can start. And it really, you can start seeing like some color. You'll see like some, like a little bit of light grayish, and then you do, you will start seeing some colors, but it takes a while. But that was the way she said to, she said that yeah. this person on Pinterest said to kind of start out and letting your eyes learn to get through that, that little part where they just want to like close and they yeah, get. like I tried yeah. so hard and it just makes my eyes feel so weird that I was like, <laughs> I can't do it. Right, right. I want right. to be Julie so bad and I can't. <laughs> But it's like, it's like anything else. Like, so if it's like you're using that part of your brain that you haven't used before, the more you use it, you know, it's like the more you're going to, the easier it'll be. But yeah, that was, uh, it it is, it's, it's fascinating. All of this is fascinating. And like you, I'm glad that we're doing this paranormal podcast. I know Ryan learned some things tonight. (laughs) You can tell Lisa all about it. Tell her all about it, right? Right. <laughs> you think she'd be freaked out? 
she would act like she wasn't. <laughs> but deep down, but probably. deep down inside, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I mean, you know, there's a lot of unexplainable things out there for sure. So we um, we're gonna say goodbye to Ryan and let him go, and uh, and then Lindsay and I will sign off with uh, with some social media and and next episode uh, info. Well, he left. I was going to say bye. <laughs> no, he's like, bye. Thanks he's like, see y'all. I'm out. Y'all freaked me out. <laughs> if I could like rewind in time and go mm -hmm. back to where I was so much happier in life and I hadn't heard that last story yet. <laughs> <laughs> just, well, hey, just, just convince yourself, like, convince yourself, you know, you're in a time slip and you need oh, to hear yeah. it. Yeah, I'll never forget this story as long as I live. I'll Ooh. never, ever forget it. It's always going to be in the back of my brain. I know, and I would really like to find this person and talk with her. Like, actually have a I conversation. Just, yeah, I want to see, like, how did your baby come out? Like, are you possessed now, or are you okay? Or is your husband still with you? Did anything else happen? Was the divorce cheap, or was it expensive? Like... <laughs> I, there's no way there's no way yeah god oh my we'll just god. try not to think about it just put it out of your mind just do oh, yeah it's so easy i'll just put it out of my mind i'll never think about it ever again. Oh. every time i go to the bathroom and pass i know my our listeners will too will think about this yeah how god. many of our listeners out there will do that too i really hate us now they're i'm never listening to that podcast ever again <laughs> So scared. <laughs> I, I want I want them to uh, you know let us know in the comments yeah. on our socials and stuff, and you and you take let that us away. Know like if you have a creepy experience, like doppelganger wise, or if you've mm -hmm. heard a story just over the years in passing that maybe we didn't mention. Um, I want to know. I want to now. Yeah. I want to know every single doppelganger story ever because I'm so curious about it. But. Um, here's where you can find us at on our socials. Um, we are at Sirens of the Supernatural in all major podcast places, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon, all that good stuff. And we are at Sirens of the Supernatural on YouTube as well. You can come watch us on YouTube and Apple Podcasts and watch us on Spotify too. Um, and then we're at Sirens of the Supernatural on Facebook and Instagram. And our only one that's different is TikTok because we are supernatural sirens on TikTok. But please, like we were saying, if you have any stories, email them to us. We want to know everything. I just want to know everything about <laughs> doppelgangers now. Every single story ever, time slips, <laughs> alternate universes. I want to know it. <laughs> yeah, and we will read the stories online. So Honestly, anything to help me forget the last story that we talked about. <laughs> yeah. If there are yes. any positive, happy doppelganger stories out there, yes, please tell me so I can forget about this last one. Right. We need some. And where do they send those stories if they want to send them via email? Um, to our Gmail at sirensofthesupernatural at gmail.com. Mm -hmm. 
Yep, very easy to remember. Sirens of the Supernatural, gmail.com. Now, before we sign off for tonight, we have got to tell you, you are not going to want to miss next Friday's episode. <laughs> if you think this episode freaked you out, come back next week for an episode like none other so far. Ralph Sarchi joins us. Now, he, hold on, I want to get this book. He's a demonologist and former NYPD sergeant whose gripping experiences have inspired his book, and here it is, Deliver Us from Evil. There was a movie made about the book in 2014. It was released, movie of the same name, Deliver Us from Evil. If you want to watch that in preparation for next week's episode, I can guarantee it will freak you out. Lindsay, mm -hmm. your dad watched it with me because I didn't want to watch it by myself. He watched it with you? Yes. I had seen it like years ago, but I I remembered liking it. And so I said, oh, we're going to have Ralph Sarchi on. Please watch this movie with me. And he is not like you and I. He hates mm -hmm. horror movies. He hates it. And it really, it really did a number on him. So he. <laughs> Don't Ralph tell him Sarchi, that Sto yeah. doppelganger story. Don't tell him. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Ralph Sarchi comes on to, and he shares uh, his experiences with us and with you listeners. So don't miss it. Do not miss it. We had so much trouble trying to get this episode recorded to even bring it to you on the air. We finally, the third time, and we'll explain a little bit of that, you know, uh, on the air with him. But finally, the third time, we had some really strange things happening and going on trying mm -hmm. to get this episode recorded. It was like something did not want us to, to record it. Yeah, um, and at first I was like, mm, okay, it's just like technical difficulties. But then after the third time in a row of us right. trying to record and like interview him, I was like, okay. Yeah. And yeah. after we're all in different places when we record yeah. these episodes and two of us had our smoke alarms going off at the same time like randomly and nothing would happen until our producer hit record. Everything would be perfectly all day. Yeah. Everything like was great. We would be on there before trying to record. We'd be chatting. Everything, all the connections were great. Not, no background noise, nothing. He'd hit record and you know, all hell would break. And it, well, he would, and the thing is, like, we would start recording, and it would be fine for like five to ten minutes, and then and it's then, just like slowly something would start yeah. happening, and then it just kept getting worse and worse and worse. And listeners will hear some of that because mm -hmm. I guess we got maybe about we, fifteen minutes into the episode that we actually will air live yeah. uh, before it it started happening, but you know, we didn't we finally just, just said, you know what, whatever. We acknowledged it. We're like, we're still going with it. You know, we yeah. got to get this episode recorded because our listeners need to hear this. So tune back in next Friday. We'll let you guys go. Have a great week. And as always, we will leave you with stay, stay spooky. spooky. And don't think about that last doppelganger. <laughs> <laughs> you can hear your dad.